Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 66 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Lim, coming at you on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. In today's episode, I want to give you guys an updated meal prep guide because as some of you may know, if you've heard the last few episodes, I've been doing... I've been tracking my macros with my coach, Coach D, and we just finished 12 weeks of that, and I've signed up for another 12 weeks. So if you follow me on Instagram as well, I've been posting some pictures of my progress, and I've definitely leaned out over the last 12 weeks. And I thought I would provide a an updated meal prep guide because in episode 52, I had the minimalist meal prep guide. But things have changed a little since I've been a little bit more strict with my macronutrients. So I'm going to jump right in because I've actually tried to record this a couple times already. And the mojo has not been there. I think I've been overthinking it. So we're jumping right in today. But before that, I want to thank you guys. I just checked my podcast statistics And we have hit 9,000 total listens since the start of this podcast. I started this podcast in January 2018. It's August 2019 right now. So that's huge. Really appreciate you guys. I'm really looking forward to hit 10,000 listens just because it's a new number, a new, there's another digit. So honestly, really appreciate you guys for listening, for supporting me for asking me some awesome questions, whether you're messaging me online or you're seeing me in person. But just want to ask you guys one last thing here before I get started. If you guys enjoy this podcast, please, please share it with a friend. Say this episode, you have a friend who who's not sure how to get started with their meal prepping game. Share this episode with them, send it to them in a text. Another thing I love to see is um, when people take a screenshot of them listening to my podcast and posting it on the IG stories. That warms my heart so much. And so I'm going to get started with a meal prep guide, an updated meal prep guide, a little more catered towards if you're trying to lean out a little bit. And I think most of us are. And then I'm going to finish off with my tips and tricks at the grocery store and what I usually buy at the grocery store. So hopefully that will give you guys some ideas on how to navigate that arena. So the updated meal prep guide, the number one thing on my list, actually, actually, hold up, hold up, hold up. My main meals over the last 12 weeks, My main protein sources have been strip loin steak, rainbow trout, extra lean ground beef, and chicken breasts. I know, I said it, chicken breasts. In the past, I've been an advocate of not eating chicken breasts because as I was saying foolishly, that life is too short for chicken breasts. Well, here we are. 
And here I am saying that chicken breast has one of been, has been one of my staples over the last 12 weeks. And it will continue to be one of my staples. I will explain later. So my main protein sources, again, steak, rainbow trout, extra lean ground beef, and chicken breast. Those are my four main things. And I try to rotate between those. I usually have a mix of two or three of those things going on at one time because variety is key keeps things fresh keeps things exciting and then in terms of my vegetables I'm just going to outline like my main things and then I'll go into how I prep each thing my vegetables I've been doing as you guys know big fan of frozen baby carrots and frozen baby spinach I'm still doing a lot of that, but now I've added in frozen cauliflower. I've been doing, I just recently added in this seven bean blend, which has been kind of nice, adds a bit of variety. And then in terms of, I've been buying a lot more fresh vegetables. So at the start of this 12 week stint of tracking my macros, I was still doing a lot of baby carrots and baby spinach. But I quickly realized that because those were more mushy and softer vegetables, it wasn't giving me that feeling of eating a lot of food. I didn't, it wasn't providing a lot of food volume. So I've started to incorporate a lot of coleslaw now. I buy coleslaw in the bags. So I do a lot of coleslaw, a lot of cherry tomatoes, and a lot of uh, zucchinis and cucumbers as well. So those three things have been a big staple for me. I was doing a bit of lettuce and like red leaf lettuce and green leaf lettuce for a couple weeks here and there, but honestly, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't like the fact that you had to prep it every time, like wash it um, and then rip it apart and basically that's it. But I didn't like the fact that you had to prep it every single time like you can't really prep the lettuce and pack it up for two or three meals ahead of time, right? It doesn't really hold as long as other vegetables do. So those are my main vegetables. And then the biggest thing, the biggest thing I've changed is I have not really had a whole lot of white rice in the last six weeks, if at all. I've been eating a lot of potatoes, sweet potatoes, red potatoes, purple yams, and white potatoes. Again, it comes down to food volume. For the amount of calories and carbohydrates, I was able to eat more potatoes than rice. And the potatoes kept me fuller for longer. So there was more food volume. I was satiated for longer. It felt like I was eating more food, and I was. So that's been a major change in my diet. So potatoes over rice. Okay. And then of course I've been doing at least one shake a day, either with one scoop or two scoops of my protein impact whey isolate. I will link that down below actually. So I use the my protein impact whey. And I usually have a few frozen fruits that I alternate between. 
I like the, there's one, there's like a berry cherry boost. I recently started doing frozen strawberries, which has been amazing. So good. And then really, I just do a variety of frozen fruits. It doesn't really matter which. I'm just going to take a sip of coffee here. All right. So let me jump into some recipes and how I do things. First of all, you need good kitchen tools. So I use two really good frying pans. They're big. They fit a lot of fruits. They, sorry, not fruits. Deep breath, deep breath. They fit a lot of vegetables and they fit a lot of meat. So I use two really good frying pans. I use a wooden spatula, but for most things, I use a set of tongs and a set of kitchen shears. The tongs and the shears are super key for cutting chicken breast before I cook them and for cutting steak after I cooked the steak. And then the last thing, I have a big pot, like a big uh, ceramic pot that I cook my ground beef in. So really I have three main things and I do everything on the stovetop. I don't bake anything. I don't barbecue anything. Everything is done on the stovetop because for me, I found that it was just less cleanup. So let's start with the steak. The steak and the rainbow trout and the chicken breasts, they all have a similar... Let's go steak and steak and rainbow trout. They have a similar setup. They have a similar uh, recipe. Basically, I will take one of the pans. I will season the pan with salt, with pepper, maybe some oregano, whatever I want to season it with. Put that on high heat. Once the pan is warm, I will throw the steak or the rainbow trout on the pan. And judging by how thick the piece of meat is or the piece of fish is, that will determine how long it's on the pan for. And as you do this longer, as you do this more frequently, you get more experience doing it, you'll know how long you like things to cook for. So for me, for the steak, depending on how thick it is, it's going to be anywhere from three to six minutes per side. And I try to flip just one time. So I'll let it cook on one side, it'll brown, the steak will brown halfway, I'll flip it and then I'll season it again. So I've seasoned the pan, I've seasoned the steak once, I flip it and then I season it again. Same goes for the rainbow trout. The rainbow trout, probably a little less time since it's thinner, but same thing. Slap it on, season it, flip it, boom. And here's one thing, I'm all about minimal setup, minimal dishes afterwards. No one likes to do dishes. I don't like to do dishes. So I'm going to cut, I take the tray of meat and fish that it, the tray that it comes in, I cut it and I go directly from the tray to the pan. I don't put it on like a cutting board to season. I don't do that. It just, that's one more thing to wash and that's going to put me off of meal prepping. So I've been doing this for a long time and this is, these are just things I've learned about myself and about the meal prep itself.
over time. So that's my prep for the steak and the rainbow trout. Super simple. I like strip loin steak. I really like ribeye steak, but it's got a lot of fat and that's just not in the cards for me right now. Then we go to the ground beef, extra lean ground beef or lean ground beef, depending on whether you're trying to keep the fat a bit lower or not. But I use my big ceramic pot for this because it fits a whole big tray of ground beef, which is about four pounds of beef. So same thing, I fire it up, high heat, I season the pan, I use the cool runnings, it's like a Caribbean spice and roasted garlic seasoning, it's awesome, it can be spicy if you're into that. So I season the pan, I throw the whole tray of ground beef in there, I let it brown a little bit and then I start to break it up. Break it up so it's uh, there are no big chunks or anything, then I'll season it again. That's super easy, like the ground beef takes care of itself. You don't have to do a whole lot, you just make sure it's cooked. Now let's get to the chicken breast recipe. Super simple. This is the way I like to do chicken breast. I found that a lot of times chicken breast can sometimes be, people will say it's dry or it doesn't taste good. Not the case. So this is what I do. I take the chicken breasts, I grab each breast with tongs, and with my kitchen shears, I will cut, I will cube them so that they're small little cubes, maybe an inch, maybe two inches, two inch cubes. I'll take them, I'll cut them, and then again, I season the pan, I throw all the chicken breasts on there, I make sure that they're all touching the surface like I don't I don't pile them up or anything and then I wait and then I season them on top I wait for half of it to be brown or cooked so it turns white and then I'll just flip them all once so same thing as the steak I flip each individual piece once and I can cook a good amount of chicken breast on two frying pans I think I cooked today I cooked six smaller breasts on one pan. So I can get like eight to 10, eight to 12 done at a time if I use both pans. And with all this, it's all about being efficient. If you're gonna cook chicken breasts, if you're gonna cook one thing and you have the ability to, to cook something else at the same time, why wouldn't you? Like today I set up my ground beef and because that's lower maintenance, it just sits there. I was cooking chicken breasts at the same time. So it's all about being efficient with your time, right? And of course, while I'm doing this, I'm listening to a podcast because got to get my learning on, right? So chicken breast, I flip one time. I make sure the other side starts to turn white. And then towards the end, I will mix it all up. Again, I'm using the same seasoning as the ground beef. It's the Caribbean spice, roasted garlic. I also have some oregano that I use and I also have some curry powder that I will use if I want to change it up a little bit. But in general, I'm a pretty, pretty basic guy when it comes to this stuff. So that's my prep for the meat. Super simple. And I don't like to do one big prep each week. I like to do two preps 
maybe even three preps. I'll prep for two to four days at a time, depending on how much time I have. Because like today, I banged out, what did I do? I made six chicken breasts and a whole four pounds of ground beef. And that took me 30 minutes. So it doesn't have to take a lot of time. I find sometimes if I'm prepping too many things at once, it takes too long. There's too much stuff going on. There's too much on the countertop. So I did that today. Now let's talk about vegetable prep. So vegetable prep can be as easy or as complicated as you want it to be. Just like all of this. As I said, I like to do frozen vegetables because once I cook the steak or the chicken breast on those frying pans, now there's some flavor on those frying pans after I've taken the meat off, right? Okay, this is a perfect time to cook my vegetables. I'm going to throw in the bag of carrots. I'm going to throw in the bag of spinach and the bag of cauliflower. You could either split it up. Sometimes I'll do a mix of things. Again, variety is key. Just mixing things up in different ways. Variety is key to keeping things fresh. So I'll throw those frozen vegetables on, put a little bit of water on the pans, and I'll cover the pans. Boom. Super easy, super simple. And I just want to address one thing. I really like frozen vegetables because they taste awesome. They are fairly economic. But there's one drawback to it. And I'm aware of this, and I don't, I don't really know what to do about it. As someone who is aware of the environmental impact of plastic, and I do, I do my best in other areas. I use a reusable coffee cup. I've really trimmed down the amount of plastic I use at home in terms of a garbage bag. I don't really use a garbage bag anymore. But like the one thing about frozen vegetables is that it's so much plastic. And I want to say one thing about this. Nobody's perfect. And I think we, we all individually have to decide what we're going to do, where we're going to make an effort and where we're kind of going to be like, okay, this is what it is. So again, I use a reusable coffee cup. So I cut down my impact in that way. I don't use a whole lot of garbage bags, if at all anymore. So I cut down that way. But like the frozen vegetables and the trays of meat, it's like the tra the styrofoam trays of meat, right? I don't know. If you guys have solutions for this, let me know. But as of right now, I'm at a loss. And I just want to address that because... I think it's very easy for us as individuals to judge other people on their best practices and what they do or what they choose to do in their personal life. And I, I hear this a lot and I see this a lot and this is something I used to do, but I've now realized that everyone is doing their best and everyone kind of has to decide the part that they're going to play and be okay with that and not place judgment on what other people are doing. Because this is what I hear sometimes. Again, I'm in the fitness industry. I'm in the health industry. I hear a lot of this stuff. So one person might judge someone else on 
the kind of food that that person is feeding their child. Oh, this person is giving their child ice cream. They're unknowingly or knowingly, whatever, probably unknowingly, because who thinks of this stuff? It's just ice cream. This person's giving their child ice cream. They're, that child's going to develop a sugar addiction at such a young age, etc., etc. Well, next week, I hear the same person talk about, oh, I went to Joe Fresh. I purchased these $5 flip-flops, etc., etc. It's like, well, those $5 set of flip-flops had to be made somewhere, right? And there are... Things had to be like, there are byproducts of producing those flip-flops in such mass quantities as well, right? So it's like, okay, you're judging this person for doing X, but you're out here doing Y. And me, I'm just observing. I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm just observing that, okay, wow, this is interesting. And then here we are at Carpio. We... The gym owner sells uh, plastic water bottles and it's like, it's a gym and people need water and that's his solution for it. And people might judge him on like, okay, well, this person's, this person's um, contributing to so much plastic use by selling so many water bottles at his gym, right? Which I get. And then here I am, we, we actually talked about this. I was like, yo, my coffee cups are reusable. Um, make sure you don't throw it out because he had thrown out one of my coffee cups. And I was like, you know, environment and stuff in a joking way because I'm not out here like judging someone on not having a reusable cup. It's just something I've decided to do. And then we talked about it. He said, yeah, you know, like in order to produce those coffee cups, you know how much fuel and how much resources had to be used in order to make those ship those to Canada and then eventually sell them. And I was like, yes, I 100% agree with you. So I think it comes down to this is something that's been on my mind, clearly. <laughs> but I think it comes down to like, I told the, I told the gym owner, I was like, I think everyone has to make their own choices in how they want to contribute or not contribute and then be okay with their own choices and really do our best not to pass judgment on what other people decide to do with their lives right and that's that's something that's been on my mind a lot like nobody's perfect and the same person who wants to feed their child a a great diet and all that what if they're not the nicest person in day-to-day -day life? Or what if, like for me, there's all these ways we can contribute to the world around us, right? What if the person who is reducing plastic use and reducing sugar intake and all that, what if they're not the nicest person to their parents or to their spouse? Like what if they're not the most mindful when it comes to those things. So like everyone, everyone just has to do their best, right? And then be okay with what they're doing and not, ju not judge others on what they decide to do. All right, whoo, had to let that out. If you guys have thoughts on that, let me know.
because I might be wrong, but that's the way I see it. Just decide what you want to do, stick with it, and be okay with that. So where was I? Vegetables. Vegetable prep, super easy. Just throw it in the pan. Coleslaw, I will actually, coleslaw is awesome. It's awesome in like cooked and it's awesome not cooked. So I've been really been enjoying that. Let's move on to potatoes. Potatoes, couple different ways you can do it. If you're making one potato, the microwave way is super easy. You can stab a couple holes into the potato, wrap it in paper towel and microwave it. Or you can cut up the potatoes and again, throw it in the frying pan, add some water, cook it. So you kind of, what is that? Boiling it, boiled potatoes, super easy. Add some salt, boom. Let's talk protein shake, frozen veg, uh, frozen fruits. I like to add ginger to my shake because ginger is supposed to be very healthy for you, but it also adds a bit of spice to the shake. So I do frozen fruits, some ginger that I chop up and I freeze basically once every week, every three, two, three weeks, I chop up a whole ton of ginger and I freeze it. Super awesome way. Cause again, why would you want to do it every single time? If you can just do it once, I add some pink Himalayan salt to that for that high, for the hydration and the performance gains. And then I add a scoop or two of protein. So that's been my main go-to meals over the last 12 weeks. Again, not much has changed since the last time I did a meal prep guide except for the fact that I'm not eating as much rice and I'm eating a ton more vegetables. And I also got to share my whole thing on the whole nobody's perfect thing. So thank you guys for listening to that. Really, I'm interested in what you guys think about that because that's such an interesting topic when you observe how people operate and how they judge other people on what those people decide to do. But anyway, okay, let's move on to the grocery store because as I always say, it starts at the grocery store. You don't have anything to prep if you don't have groceries. So I'll be the first to say I have an amazing grocery store set up around me. I live in Toronto, West End Toronto, and I have a Freshco five minutes from me. I have a Food Basics about like seven minutes away from me, and I have a Loblaws that I can bike to or drive I can bike there in 10 minutes I can drive there in five minutes fresh go food basics I can walk there and then near Mayo detox performance there's a TNT an Asian supermarket so I'll be the first to say I have an amazing setup I take the time to shop their flyers every week to see what they have what's on special and maybe what I can stock up on for this, I use a flyer app. It's called Rebe, R-E-E-B-E-E. I'm sure there are other apps out there that do the same thing, but basically I will shop the flyers and see like, okay, steak is on sale. I'm going to stock up on that. I'll throw some in my freezer or ground beef's on sale or chicken breasts or the frozen vegetables or frozen fruits. Maybe they're, they're on sale. I'm going to stock up on that. So... It's all about being proactive, being economic, 
so that we can sustain these things, right? Because a lot of times people say like eating healthy is expensive. And it's like, yeah, I used to say eating healthy wasn't expensive, but I agree now. Eating healthy is expensive. But here's the caveat. I think eating in general is expensive, especially if you live in Toronto. So we, we're going to be spending a ton of money on it anyway. Might as well be a bit more proactive about it. So that's the first thing I do. I check out flyers. I see what's on sale. And I, over time, as you visit the grocery store more, as you look at the flyers more, you'll know what the prices of things should be. Like, I'm not going to go to Loblaws to buy my frozen vegetables because I know that Freshco has the same vegetables for $2 less a bag. And if I'm buying 10 bags a week, that's $20 right there, right? So, and I know that, okay, if steak, if strip loin steak generally goes on sale for $7 a pound, I'm not going to go stock up when it's regular price at $15 a pound. Same with chicken breasts, same with ground beef. So over time, you will get a good idea of how much things should be. Another thing I want to give a shout out to is PC Optimum Points. So Loblaws, No Frills, and Shoppers Drug Mart has their point system. This is super awesome. Use it. I'm about, after I record this podcast, I'm about to go stock up on chicken breasts because it's currently $4 a pound, the boneless, skinless at Loblaws. I'm going to stock up on chicken breasts and I'm going to collect PC points on it. So it's going to be even cheaper. So it's going to be awesome. PC points. I use their MasterCard as well. If you guys have a no frills or a shoppers, I don't really go to shoppers, but if you have a no frills or a Loblaws around you, definitely look into that huge. Okay. And then the last topic with groceries is like, what about organic food and what about grass fed food? I don't really know. Honestly, I don't really know. I personally don't buy anything organic. I don't buy any grass fed beef. It's just not something I value right now. That might change over the next couple of years. But right now, I don't know. Like, is is the organic apple actually better than the apple? Is the... I don't know. So, but if that's something you value, shit, go ahead. You should buy those things because you value it. If that will make you feel good, why not? But this is kind of the same thing I was talking about earlier, right? Like, one person buys organic, one person doesn't. Does that make the person who buys the organic food a better person? I don't know. I really don't know. But that's an interesting topic. If you guys have thoughts on that, I'd love to have that conversation with you. But me personally, the quantity of which I'm eating and buying groceries, I don't think I could afford to buy things organic and grass-fed. I have seen some resources though. So if this is something you're interested in, let me be of some use here. If this is something you're interested in, I have seen some resources where they've done the research, they've put, they've had experience 
and they've put together lists like, okay, these are the fruits and vegetables that are worth buying organic. And these are the fruits and vegetables that are not worth buying organic. So I've seen that kind of um, kind of resource out there, which is pretty awesome if that's something you're into. So back to things costing a lot of money. So if you guys listened to my podcast before about tracking my your income and your expenses, you've probably heard that I track I track all of my expenses just as I track all of my income. So over the last three months, it's been interesting because I've seen how trying to lean out affects my grocery bill and my eating out bill. So in June, which was the first month of working with Coach D, I spent $300 in groceries and $108 on food and drinks outside. That was a really good month for me. In July, it was a not a good month. I dropped the ball in July in terms of my diet. I spent $313 on groceries and $285 in food and drinks. I remember that month. I don't want to remember that month. There was a lot of pizzas being ordered to my house. One day I ordered pizza twice to my house. I had never done that before. It was the same guy who brought it too. It was like 2 p.m. he brought one. And it was like 10 p.m. he brought another one. That was some shameful shit, I gotta say. And then now in August, I was deeper in the cut. I had to eat more vegetables. And as you guys know, vegetables can be a bit pricey. In August so far, it's not even the end of August yet, Jesus. In August, I've spent $447 in groceries and $102 in foods and drinks outside. So it's interesting because I can see how well I'm doing in terms of getting leaner by how much I'm spending on groceries versus how much I'm spending on food and drinks. And again, as I said, I I don't think the phrase eating healthy is expensive is quite accurate because I think if you live in Toronto, eating in general is going to be expensive. If you live in any major city, really. So in terms of the grocery store, my main tips are see what stores are around you and just be aware of the prices because you can get the same thing at one store as you can at the other store and the pricing can be totally different. So if you can, if you're aware of those things, you can cut down on cost there and then be aware of point systems. So again, I use the PC points. They're awesome. If you have that and if the store is convenient enough for you to go to, make use of that. Organic, grass-fed, you decide. And really, I think that's it in terms of the groceries. It's like just know the prices, know what, how much you need of something, and then stock up when you need to. Like you should see my freezer. It's, it's almost like I don't live alone, but my freezer... And my fridge looks like I have feed a family of four. So I hope that was helpful in terms of the meal prep. I hope that was helpful in terms of the grocery store tips. Uh, One last thing, if you're like me and you have really shitty self-control, 
I don't buy, I don't bring snacks home anymore. I've given up on that. I've given up, like I just end up eating the whole pack. And I've said this before, I think maybe in the future, if I live with my girlfriend, maybe this will change because there will be someone else there. But currently there's no one to judge me when I eat a whole bag of rice cakes, 14 rice cakes. It's like, who does that? Why would you do that? Or like I buy a whole, uh, a six pack of ice cream cones and I eat all six. It's like, dude, what's wrong with you? So I've given up on myself in that regard. I don't buy, although I talked about economics and cutting costs, right? Yes, it is cheaper to buy six ice cream cones from the store, but I would prefer to not bring that home. I'll pay the premium outside. I'll buy two cookies outside or I'll buy an ice cream cone outside. It will cost me more, but at least I won't have anything to bring home. (laughs) So that's one of the things I've learned about myself. I just, I don't know. I don't know. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. I really appreciate you guys listening. And if you guys have any questions about these recipes or these grocery store tips or really any questions about any of this, please let me know. You can always message me on Instagram at theodore.lim. I'll link it down below. If you guys ever have any questions or certain topics you want me to touch on on this podcast, please message me and I'll make it happen. Actually, next episode, which I'm going to record quite soon, I already have a list of seven awesome questions. If you guys want to get your question in, hit me up. I will address it if it is an awesome question. All right. So as always, thank you guys for the support. I appreciate all the love. I hope you guys are doing well. Make sure you take care of that mental health. It is super important. With that being said, peace.